This is where you win your battles. Because he's already won your battle. <laughs> this is how I fight my battle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everyone stand and lift up our hands in this moment right now. Father God, we thank you that you have never left us. Father, we thank you that even though it may look like we're surrounded, Lord God, we are surrounded by you. And Father, we know that you have created us in your likeness and in your image. And Father, when you face issues, Father God, you spoke to that mountain. So Father God, in this moment, we take a few minutes right now, Lord God, to speak to that mountain. Mountain bow low right now in Jesus' name. Whatever situation it may be, Father God, we declare that we have the victory in Jesus' name. Yes, it might look like I'm surrounded, Lord God. It might look like I'm, I'm in a situation that doesn't look good. It might look like I'm in misfortune right now. But, 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 but I know that when I press nearer to you, Lord God, when I press nearer to you, I know that the answers are where you are. In Jesus' name. So, Father God, right now we declare over this service that burdens are you. <laughs> yes, I hear that, Lord God. Yes, right now we declare that physical bodies are being made whole right now in Jesus' name. That there is no sign of sickness or disease. That pain in the, in the right side of their back right now, Lord God, we declare in Jesus' name, be whole right now in Jesus' name. That back lines up. Yes, that's a part of the the salvation that's a part of the the sozo package that you have for us lord god that we have access to your healing power in jesus name father we declare in children's church and nursery father god even those watching online on facebook or twitter or periscope lord god we thank you that that same anointing is where they are that's in this building right now father we know that there's no distance in the spirit so we thank you that burdens shall be removed and yokes will be destroyed in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You all may be seated. Please greet your neighbor. Love on them. Give them some sloppy agape. Let them know that you love them today. That is the perfect song. That is the perfect song for what God gave me this morning. Perfect song. Great job by our praise and worship team, Minister Bernard and those that are with him. How are you all doing this morning? It's good to see your lovely and handsome faces. How are y'all doing? All right. Are y'all fired up? Are y'all fired up? <laughs> well, as you can see, uh, I am not Pastor Gregor. So if you're visiting Linked Up Church for the very first time, I do invite you to come back and, and hear the anointing of God that is on his life. Um, but I am Minister George Houston, one of the ministers on staff, and it is great honor that I take the opportunity to minister into your hearts today. I just ask that you would please just lean in. Lean in to hear and receive what God has for you today. The reason why that song was, was such a good point uh, and set up for what we're going to talk about today and minister about today is that the title of my sermon today is Finding Fortune in Misfortune. Finding Fortune in Misfortune. And I have notes, and I have them in a certain order, but I already know what God's going to do. So media team, I'm sorry in advance if the points are not in that order. Just flow with me. Now, y'all in the room, let's go. Let's go. Finding fortune in misfortune. We're going to define fortune as, and that's, that'll be up on the screen as well. Fortune, uh, if you look at dictionary.com, which I like to look at that because people have access to that. One of the definitions is position in life as determined by wealth, wealth or riches. Talking about fortune, chance, or luck. But the one I want to focus on today is fate, lot, or destiny. Another, word, another way of saying the title today is finding destiny in misfortune. Finding your destiny, even if you're facing an unfortunate situation, even if you're facing a situation that doesn't seem like it's lining up with what God has called us to be. All right, so oftentimes as believers, we... We ask this question, and sometimes this comes up, why is it that as a believer, I've made Jesus Lord of my life, why do I not see victory, seemingly not see victory in every area? 
And so I want to first talk about, I just want us to understand that we do have an enemy in this world, amen? So let's turn with me to Genesis. We're going to start with there. Genesis chapter 3. I'm just going to show you some examples from the Bible of what, of what happened to, to those in the Bible when they faced situations that may seem like it was um, misfortune or something that may have been the opposite of what um, was originally designed. And we're going to see what happened in those situations. So we're going to start with Genesis chapter 3. And I want to make this first point to talk about why do we face misfortune once again. We do have an enemy. I think it's so interesting that almost the whole world believe that, believes that there is a God or a higher power. If you even ask an unbeliever, if you ask him, do you believe there's a higher power, most people will say yes. And, and when you think about that, which we know that higher power is God, but one thing that Satan has done, he has convinced the world that he doesn't exist. If you were to ask the, that same person, do you believe that there is a Satan, they'll say, no, I don't believe there is a Satan, but yet we make movies about good and evil. We love, I, especially guys, I love movies about good and evil and action figures. But we know that we have an enemy. And the enemy's expressed desire is to get you off your square. Square, okay. His expressed desire is to get you away from where God wants you to be. He is there to, to bring calamity. He's there to bring situations that will, to actually, he want, what he wants you to do is he wants you to get out of faith. Because he knows that if you're in faith, he can't stop you. All right? And so from the beginning of time, which we're going to read in Genesis chapter 3, he's been trying to foil God's plans from the beginning. All right, so turn to Genesis chapter 3. I think you all are already there. And I have my old Bible up here. So just, I love that. You hear that sound right there? I just love that. <laughs> love that. Some of y'all thinking, but you're a technology guy. I still love pages. <laughs> all right. So in Genesis chapter 3, let me set it up a little bit. So in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, God creates Adam and Eve. He puts them in a garden. And it, may, and it seems like everything is going perfect, right? Adam and Eve is in a garden. God gives them instructions. But then Adam and Eve make a decision to eat of that fruit. You know, we don't know if it was an apple or not, but they decided to eat of that fruit. And then they, basically they disobey God. So from God's perspective, it might look like it's misfortunate that the man and woman, the very first man and woman I created can't seem to obey me. Think about it. They had one commandment. One. Don't eat of this tree. They fell. But let's look at what God did in that moment. We're going to turn to verse, chapter, uh, verse, sorry, verse 6. So 3, 6 is where we'll start. Just, uh, I read, we're going to read some of the background. I'm reading from King James. I'll flip over to the Amplified a little bit in there. Um, and verse 6 says, And when the woman saw the tree, that it was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make her wise, she took other fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also to her husband. So once again, they disobeyed, and they fell. And the eyes of them were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. I want to skip down a little bit. Where do I want to go? There it is. So they fell. So then God begins to do something here. Let's look at verse, um, verse 14. And the Lord God said to the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and thus shalt thou eat all the days of, of thy life. Verse 15. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her word, um, thy, between thy seed and her seed, talk, excuse me, not her word, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So basically what God does is, and, and I want to, this is point one of the sermon, when you're facing misfortune or calamity or some situation that doesn't seem like God, you first need to do what God did. What did God do? God prophesied the future that he wanted to see. I'm going to read it out Amplified to make it a little better in verse 15. And Amplified says, and God said, I will put enmity, meaning division, between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. Think about Satan's offspring. Some of us have, well, I shouldn't say that like that. Some of us know people who are Satan's offspring. <laughs> and the church said, <laughs> Some of y'all need to wake up right there, right there, right there, right there. 
But then Amplified does a little better job. It says, he will, he will bruise and tread your head underfoot. Jesus, uh, God is actually prophesying about Jesus' coming. So even when God saw a situation that, and once again, God is all-knowing, so I'm not going to say that God didn't know this was going to come, but God already had a plan. He already had a plan. But in that moment, as we sang with this song, he fought the battle by saying something. He declared, her seed will bruise your head or the bruise the head of your seed. So if you're facing a situation that doesn't look like it's all good, first thing we need to do is we need to declare out of our mouth the victory that we want to see. Growing up, my mom's generation, my grandma, they would say, you need to prophesy, brother. You need to prophesy over your situation. All they're saying is you need to declare what you want to see out of your situation. Amen? So the first thing is prophesy over your situation. Declare what you want to see. Remind yourself of the words of the vision that God has given you in Jesus' name. Well, I look about that, what God did there is he was not afraid of the fight. Turn with me to Mark chapter 4. Turn with me to Mark chapter 4. He prophesied over his situation. Mark chapter 4 is where we'll go next. This is a group of writings here that I really love to study and all I'm doing today is I'm going to show you some examples from the Bible when people face misfortune situations. The first one being God there is the fortune that he found was he used words to declare the future that he wanted to see over, over his creation. This is, we're going to be in Mark chapter, as I said, four. We're going to go to Mark chapter five. We're going to be in here a minute. There's so much in here in Mark chapter five where we're study here. So Mark chapter five, verse 21 and it says, Mark 5, 20, 21, And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. I'm reading out the King James right now. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. Everybody say Jairus. Jairus. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. And he said, and he besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and that she may live. Let's pause and get another point out of this. When you're facing situations, misfortune, or things that might seem wrong, don't run from God. Run to God. Run to God. Notice, he sought Jesus out. And then what did he do next? He fell down. He humbled himself. Right? Isn't that what we saw? He fell down and he besought Jesus. So don't run from God, run to God, is what the next point there. And besought him greatly, saying, my little daughter, light at the point of that we just read that. And, and then he, listen what he also said, I pray thee, come and lay hands on her, that she may be healed, and she will, and she shall live. What is he doing right there? Come on, say it again. Touch your neighbor. Tell, tell him the answer. What did he do right there? If you're online at Facebook, type in prophesied. Hit, 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 enter. <laughs> when I get home, I'll watch, I'll see all those. He, pro- he prophesied in his situation. I've never heard anyone talk about what J.R. said out of his mouth in that situation. Yes, he was seeking God, but before, seeking Jesus, but before he got to Jesus, he was already saying, when I get there, when he gets back to my house, my daughter shall be healed. Your business might need new contracts right now. It might need new contracts. What are you saying to those contracts? As, you, as you're about to go into that presentation tomorrow, what are you saying about that presentation before you get there? Personally, I, I've, I've never, any job I actually got in the room and interviewed for, I've gotten the offer. Every one of them. Because I believe if I get in front of you, if I get in front of the, the hiring board, it's over. If I get to sit there and answer questions and formulate responses and understand what they have need of, I believe that the God in me will shine so, they don't know what it is, but I believe that the God in me will shine so bright that I will get that off. Everyone. Everyone. 
We'll talk about that in just a little bit. So we're going to keep going. We're going to go back to verse. Um, so that's verse 23. So Jairus is speaking to God, to Jesus, and he says that. And I believe Jesus starts going. And it, verse 24 says, and Jesus went with him. Praise God. That was great, right? Can you ima- now, I have three daughters. I can just imagine Jairus. Like, so he came humbly before Jesus, and then Jesus is thought. Imagine you walking with Jesus as if uh, I'm going back to his house. Now, this weekend, uh, I volunteered twice at the Tour Championship. Anybody know what the Tour Championship is? It's the golf tournament going down at East Lake. And it, it's interesting because I, I was volunteering at, at admissions, but I, I, I stayed and watched a couple holes. All the other golfers may have 20, 30 people around them. But when you find out where Tiger is, <laughs> literally, I'm, I, I wish I was exaggerating. There's like four or 5,000 people following Tiger. And everyone is trying to get up to the ropes. Oh, I want to be up to the ropes. And so as soon as he hits, the whole crowd follows him. I can imagine J. Iris like, yeah, I'm inside the ropes with Jesus. <laughs> but, but Satan didn't stop there. Satan didn't. Just because you get a glimmer of hope doesn't mean Satan's going to stop. I like what Pastor Gregory says. He says, I saw a signpost. You know, like those, those mileage markers that say, you know, I, I drive to Texas a lot. Most of my family's in Texas. And when you're driving um, west going to Texas, what I like about going that way is that the first, the first mile marker you hit in that state usually tells you how many miles you got to go in that state. And so you hit that first mile marker, it might be 300 miles. That's good for me because I like to count down as I'm going. It's me against the, the mileage. So, you know, if you go 60 miles an hour... You make it there in 60 minutes. <laughs> Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. So I like to see how fast can I beat the time in that state. Uh, note to self, don't speed in the state of Louisiana. <laughs> they will come get you. <laughs> Back home, they call, they go them boys. That's what, that's what we call them, them boys. They call, we call the cops them boys. Them boys will come get you if you're trying to... So anyway, Jairus is walking inside the ropes with Jesus, right? But verse 24, and Jesus went with him, and much people, there it is, much people followed and thronged him. Verse 25, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. So Jairus has this glimmer of hope, right? Jesus is with me. As I've already declared, my daughter is going to be healed. But then this woman decides to stop him. Now, let's pick up the story from the, from the woman's perspective, the woman with the issue of blood. Think about this. She had the issue of blood. What did it say? I don't want to exaggerate. I, she had, how many years did she have the issue of blood? Ten years. Twelve years. Twelve years. She had the issue of blood twelve years. What if she would have stopped at seven years? What if, what if she would have stopped when she went to the, oh, let's go to the next verse, I'm going to show it to you. And it had, verse 26, and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had, had spent all that she had, had spent all that she had. Why is it that when we're following God, we hit one speed bump and we want to give up? talking about somebody else, that, that we were somebody else. She spent all that she had. <laughs> I'll say that in a minute, Lord. I got that. And was nothing better, but rather grew worse. Another translation says she had spent all that she had and she had seen, oh, there it is, verse 26. She had, she had suffered many things of many physicians. Think about how many doctors were practicing on her. Come on. Practicing on here, but rather grew worse. I would say that she's facing some misfortune. What would you say? Verse 27, next point is coming up right here. But when she heard, when she heard of Jesus... 
came, but when she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garments. What was that point I gave you all, Lisa? Put it up for me. We are to press into God, right? So she's facing misfortune, but she decides to press into God. She decides to fight through all the situations that are going on, and she presses into God, which in this situation, she presses into Jesus, and she finds what she's looking for. But another point I want to give there is when we're facing misfortune, we got to make sure that we take the time to hear from God. Can we be honest? Sometimes we hear a little better when we're in trouble. And everybody who can relate to that, say amen. amen. What, what, what is it about when, when I'm t- talking about me, talking about me. Job's going good. Family's going well. Everybody's healthy. Soccer team is winning every game. They playing right now. Sarah, go score another goal, sweetheart, in Jesus' name. Why is it we tend to, to, to get away from those habits that got us there? And then that speed bump hit. Oh, Lord, let me go back. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about me. No. When we're facing misfortune, that's a great time to press in, shut out everyone else. We're going to see this in just a moment and hear from God. Because as we said in that song, when we press into God, is where we get the answers. I mentioned this last time I ministered. I thank God for, for friends. We're going uh, I'm to I'm hold that point. I, no, I thank God for friends, but sometimes when we have unsaved friends and they're trying to give you advice about what to do, they mean well, we think. Because some of them have been listening to rap songs that talk about keep your friends close and your enemies closer. So really, you're their enemy. You don't know it yet, and they're trying to get you off. Oh, okay. That, that, that. So, so, so. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate that. So, so when we're facing misfortune, take the time to hear from God. Praise the Lord. And when she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment, Here's another point, verse 28. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Listen again. Once again, what did she do right there? Listen to the the tense. And I'm not an English major. I was a CS major, computer science. But I love how it says here. It says, um, for she said. That was past tense. Come on, follow me, follow me. She was already seeing us before she got there. For she said, if I may touch, then I will see what I want to see. You have to prophesy. You have to prophesy. Okay, let me put it in, in 2018, non-super spiritual. You got to speak to your mountain. But what do you need to speak to it? That's where hearing from God comes in because God will tell you exactly the future that you want to say, you want to see. He wants to see in your life. So you need to speak what he told you to do. Come on, come on. Finding fortune in misfortune. The fortune right there is she got closer. She drew nearer. She pressed through the throng. She was trying to follow Tiger and Aaron. She was too small, but she broke through the ropes and got to Jesus and and touched that garment. And and, and she got her healing. But what is Jairus doing right now? Verse 29, and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. She was healed, and she left, and she felt in her body that she was healed. All right, so y'all know the rest of that story, but the point I was wanting to make, I made it there. She pressed in. You got to hear from God. We got to move forward. Let's go on and see what what Jesus and Jairus did. And so um, let's go to verse 35. So, So she begins to tell them her testimony. Praise God. Once again, Jairus is walking with Jesus, and then this woman gets healed, and they, get to, they, they had to hear her story. 
Think about it. Mark couldn't write about it if they didn't stop and hear about it. Come on, we got to put ourselves in the Bible. So it seemed to Jairus like his breakthrough was being delayed. Old folks, you say, he may not come when you want him. Yes, I grew up in church, and I'm proud of that. But I wasn't always saved in church, but I grew up in church. I'm talking about me, not you. I'm talking about me. Yes, we went to church. You know, my little sweet testimony is when I backslid, I was like, we were going Wednesday night, Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night, Sunday. What's somebody going to tell me about God? That's what I thought. I knew all the stories. At least I thought I did. So my testimony of coming to God wasn't because of calamity. It was because I had just graduated college and got this great job, moved to Atlanta, dating someone who I think is going to be my wife, which she is my wife today. So I had everything I think I wanted. You know what I didn't have? Peace. Peace. Was going to Vegas nights. Y'all remember Vegas nights? <laughs> All right. For those of you who are new to Smyrna, Vegas nights was this club on Car Parkway across the street from where that Walmart is. <laughs> Used to be a club right over there. Some of y'all remember Vegas nights. If you remember Vegas nights on Facebook, just type in... I- I remember. (laughs) Spending well-earned money in the club, finding no peace. But we're not here to talk about my testimony. We're here to talk about. So it might look like your victory is being delayed. My time is getting away. But let's see what happens here. (laughs) Vegas nights. I can't believe, Lord, we weren't supposed to talk about that. God, why'd you bring that up? Um, verse 35 so while Jesus and, and while they're speaking to the one with the issue of blood verse 35 while he yet spake there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain men which said thy daughter is dead while troublest thou the master this is what some of our friends do right here thank you Holy Spirit That's what some of our friends do. Why are you troubling God with your prayers? Your situation is already bleak. Why why, why are you even going to church? Ain't nothing they can do for you. Not so. And as, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. When you're facing a misfortunate situation, when you're facing a battle, dig your faith in. You got to dig deeper. I like to say it this way. (laughs) We need to upgrade our faith. You know, I I, I do work in tech. And when it's time, really, I understand this. Most people don't like when it's time to upgrade. You got that Windows device. You get that button, that notice that says it's time to (laughs) reboot to install this update. I feel your pain. <laughs> it used to be you can just keep saying cancel. <laughs> and then it hits you when you least expect it. You're like trying to get that, that PowerPoint presentation done before that big meeting. You're like, update, come on. What you? When we're facing situations, listen, it's time to upgrade our faith. How do we do that? Un- no, it's not unfortunate. We need to spend time, more time than we were doing before with God. You got to dig deeper. You know, I didn't play a lot of sports growing up, but one thing I knew that if we were going to play a hard team that week, we know we had to practice a little bit harder than normal that week. When you face a situation, yes, I know the best time to get ready is beforehand, but you know that mountain is there, now it's time to dig deeper, upgrade your faith. So Jesus said, only believe. Where did my page go? It turned on me. Here we go. And he suffered 
um, and he suffered no man to allow him. Uh, hold on, I went too far. Verse 37 says, and he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter, James, and John, the brother of Jesus. We're going to go back to that point in just a moment. So what they're saying is when Jesus got to the house, Jesus then, so think about it, his disciples are with him. Brother Johnny, can I get your help on stage? Uh, Brother Galbraith, can I get your help on stage? And then um, Brother Darnell, is that you? Help on stage, sir. So Jesus has, has all the disciples, but when it's time for him to really go into battle, he decides to break off a few of, of them with him. While they're coming on stage, this is why we talk so much about small groups. Because when we're facing, when life is going well, everyone is with you. Everyone wants to be with you. When you got the money flowing, you know, you are the, <laughs> Lord, you are the man in the club. You are the woman at the job. Everybody wants to be with you and such. But when you're facing battles, you got to separate and get down to your crew. So when Jesus got to the house, Jesus separated. I like, uh, let's see what the ampl amplifier said there. Where am I? It said, and he permitted, verse 37, amplifier says, and Jesus permitted no one to accompany him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. All right. And when he came into the house, so I know the rest, right? I'm going to leave them up here for a second. I would use them for something else. But when, you know what happened in, next is the, the woman, the, um, her, his daughter was healed. But it's important that we have a crew of people, I need you all to surround me. When we're going in a battle, we need our crew of friends who love and honor God to be walking with us as we're walking through situations. Can you imagine Jay Irish now? He's in the ropes with Jesus. He gets to the house. He might be getting a little, hold me up now, hold me up. He might be feeling a little weary. <laughs> Stay here. We, we didn't practice this beforehand. <laughs> no, but seriously. Stay right here. You need believers who know God and love God in your life. You need them. If you're like me, I moved to Atlanta from Texas in 98. I didn't know anyone here. It took me going to a small group to, to get to know some believers in here, here in Atlanta. Was everybody all kosher? No. They're not supposed to be. We're all developing. If you have made it, that's great for you. But when you make it, pull somebody with you. Be, be one of these people in their life. I don't have time to go there. My time is getting away. In the Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus was seemingly facing misfortune, the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus is about to be crucified. The Bible tells us that Jesus grew weary and went off to pray. And he separated these same three dudes to go with him to pray. The fortune is find your three or four people who can pray with you and be with you. So Jesus told them, hey, come with me. I got to go fast. I'm sorry. Jesus told them, come with me and come pray with me. Now, unfortunately, these dudes went to sleep on them. <laughs> not, not, not these. Not, not, I'm sorry. <laughs> they did. You can go read it for yourself. I'll give you a scripture verse in a second. They went to sleep on them. But yet still, they were still, <laughs> they were still with them in spirit. <laughs> Another point I want to make is... Even when with them, come in close, guys. Even when you're with them and you may seemingly fall, what are they doing? Stand you back up again. You might fall again. Or you may be teetering. They're with you. Thank you, guys. I should have told you before. <laughs> you in the back. All right, one last scripture before we get done. One last scripture, maybe two. We'll see what the Lord wants to do. Turn with me to James chapter 1. All your friends can't be with you. All your friends just can't be with you. 
I've often answered, why did he not take all the disciples with him? Because it would seem like if I got more people praying, oh, this is a good one. Sometimes more prayers is not the answer. Sometimes it's the quality of the prayer. More prayers from other people. All right, James chapter 1, verse 2. All right, all right, I, I need y'all to clear your throat. <clears throat> y'all ready? I wish I had turned there before I told y'all I was ready to clear your throat. All right, I'm getting over to James. James, all right, James, James chapter 1, verse 2 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. Uh, okay, right there. When I say joy, I want y'all to sorry. Hallelujah. All right, count it all joy. That don't make no sense, God. I, you said when I fall into diverse temptation. Isn't that just like God, though? It might not make sense here, but it makes sense here. He said, count it all joy. Hallelujah. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect worth, that you may be perfect and, and entire, wanting nothing. Perfect being mature. Listen, honestly, we need to go through some things. I'm not saying that God sent them to develop as a believer. As you can tell, I lift weights. I'm prophesying. Thank you. Thank you. I thank you, Father God. I have those traps. Keep watching. This battle's not over. Pray for me as I drive past. It's just something about, y'all know it. it. What is it? Y'all know what it is? <laughs> yes. See, I pray that Columbia does not hire Tata. Uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about right there, all right? It's Krispy Kreme, man. The hot, that's, that hot and ready song, thankfully the office is moving because there's not a Krispy Kreme close to the new office, praise the Lord. Thankful, thank God. I'm, I don't know how much money that build. That, yes. Back to the point. I'm almost out of time. I gotta go. Uh, listen, come down, join, fall down with temptation. But let him listen. If any of you lack wisdom, we need to seek God's wisdom, as I mentioned earlier. It says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that will give to all men liberally. I just have to stop right there. I'm out of time. Listen, I have much more to give. But I just want to encourage you, when you're facing situations, misfortune, find the God in that situation. He's there. I love the verse that says that God will never leave us or forsake us. He would never leave you nor forsake you. Sometimes we have to take a few moments and put everyone out but our crew and take time to be still and hear from God. And then can I give you another secret? When he gives you instructions, what should you do? Follow it. Sometimes we're asking God for wisdom and instructions, and he gives us it, and then we don't believe it. So everyone stand with me right now. What I want to do is I want to start the process of of praying over you. I want to prophesy over your life right now. Father God, as all hands are raised, Father, I prophesy over every person in this room, every person that's watching online that may hear the SoundCloud this week, Lord God, I prophesy over their life right now. Father, your word is, I pray your shalom, shalom. You're nothing missing. You're nothing broken over their life, Father God. That, that your supernatural wisdom floods their mind, Lord God, that when they put everyone out, Lord God, and they, they seek you, Father God, I pray that you will give them drops of wisdom in that moment, in Jesus' name. And Father, they will not only hear that wisdom, but they will walk it out in Jesus' name. And Father, they'll be also very careful to give you and you alone all of the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise for that in Jesus' name. Father, I declare victory here at Linked Up Church. I declare victory here at Linked Up Church. I declare victory. It's ringing so loud in my heart. I declare victory here at Linked Up Church. I declare victory. Yes.
Victory even for our children. Victory, Lord God. For our youth, Lord, that they walk in victory from an early age in Jesus' name. For us as adults, we walk in victory in Jesus' name. Why? Because that's what you have called us to be. You have called us to be victorious in every area of our lives. You all may be seated. Right now, I would like to ask you all a couple questions. There might be those in this room, all eyes closed, all heads bowed in prayer as you're seating, being seated. There might be those in the room who don't know Jesus. You might say, Minister Houston, I heard what you talked, I heard what you said regarding your testimony, or I heard what you said about pressing in to God as we're facing issues, but I, I don't know Jesus. I want to pray for you. We want to pray for you here at Linked Up Church. There might be those in the room who maybe you stepped away, and maybe you've taken a couple years, you've tried to do things your own way, but, you, but you now you realize that you want to do things God's way. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. I'm going to ask that you raise your hand. And there might be those in the room who want to make Linked Up Church your church home. Here at Linked Up Church, we value every member. We love you. We pray for our members. We seek God's face for our members. So we'll pray for you on a daily basis. But maybe you've been traveling around, seeing many different churches, and this is where God wants to plant you. You feel called to be planted here as a member. I want to pray for you as well. So if you can relate to any one of those three invitations, you want to receive salvation, you would like to rededicate your life, or you want to be a member of Linked Up Church, and once again, I'm not going to call you for it. I'm going to ask that you raise your hand. I want to put a card in your hand. Please raise your hand now. Anyone who wants to receive Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, wants to rededicate their life, or wants to be a member here at Linked Up Church. God loves you. He loves you so much. Praise God. Praise God. Well, listen, everyone has that opportunity to lift up our hands. Father, thank you. We bless you, Father God. We thank you for those who receive the word, Father God. I pray that this word stays in their heart. They chew on it throughout this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's receive Pastor Trisha. She comes. Praise God. Praise God. You know, amongst how funny he is, he was, uh, it was very good information. You know, God says life and death is in the power of what you say. In fact, he says that salvation is nigh unto you. All you got to do is believe in your heart and what? confess out of your mouth that he is Lord. Amen. In fact, you know, the song set it up and his message, Holy Spirit set it up because we are supposed to fight, but there's only one fight that we fight. Timothy, Paul tells Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. And when you are weary and when you are weak, because the reality is if you get slammed with something, because not all of us spend 24 hours a day in prayer. Amen. But if you get slammed with something and it just knocks you off your feet, you want to be surrounded with people of what? Like faith. Because see, money couldn't deliver Jairus. Wisdom couldn't deliver Jairus. A hookup couldn't de deliver Jairus. There was only one hookup that could deliver him. And him being surrounded by faith, Jesus wouldn't even let him say a word. Say, your, your daughter's dead. It's over. It is what it is now. But before it says, before he could say a word, Jesus, shh, don't be moved, only believe. Amen. Now, we just remembered 9-11, and it was a, someone that I know. We're not really friends, but someone that I know was just telling me that that morning their neighbor woke up, said hi to them, encouraged them with some words, and went on to work. That neighbor didn't think that they would never see life again because they died in that building. But the one thing that he knew was that he was ministering, that neighbor was ministering to him and left him. And the last thing he remembered that neighbor saying to him was, God bless you, brother. Just remember, God loves you and he's always with you. 
And when that building went down and he knew his neighbor was in that building, he made a decision outside of church for God. So Minister George gave an invitation. You don't know what tomorrow has for you. The reality is we have decisions that we make every day. We have stories that we tell every day. And there's no greater story and there's no greater decision than that one of Jesus Christ and being assured of my tomorrow. Amen. So if you desire a connection card, I just wanted to make this, this very clear. If you have not received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you have not acknowledged him, you do not, you cannot point in the Bible where my ID is, and you desire prayer, get a connection card. You've lived life. You've been cutting up, and you know it. You got secrets, and you don't want to repeat it. You have stories that you dare not share with certain groups of people. But you know you need to get your life right because you don't have the answers. Get a connection card. Or perhaps you've been wandering, and you want to be rooted somewhere that's going to aid in your faith that's gonna surround you with prayer and love and support, and you wanna make Linked Up Church your church home, get a connection card, okay? Fill it out in its entirety, and one of our ministers will follow up with you within the next 24 to 48 hours to meet you at your need of prayer and to minister you according to the decision that you made, amen? Now, after all that, I have the pleasure to announce that we are extending worship by way of giving. So it is tithes and offering time. Amen. Did you all get anything out of that message, though? That was some good stuff. How to turn your misfortune into fortune. If you are in need of an offering envelope, please lift your hand up in the air. One of our ushers or hostesses will be happy to serve you with one. If you are making out a check, you can make it out to Linked Up Church. If you're giving online, you can press that donate button and do what you do there online. Um, and uh, if you have any updates or changes to your address, email, or cell phone number, please make sure you make those updates on the envelope or when you go online um, while you're preparing your offering. I'm going to read to you from Ecclesiastes chapter 11 because, you know, I got, uh, let me share another story. Can I share another story real quick? Got a testimony earlier this week, um, and your reputation means something. People got something to say about you all the time, but who you are shows up in people's mouths. And you don't know sometimes that people are prophesying for you and over you by the way that you live. So I get this here testimony about a, a woman. She, she didn't even know she had been investing in a certain fund. She had forgotten that she was dipping her money into this fund, forgotten about it. But one thing I know about this woman, she, uh, she, um, she's a huge giver. She's opened her house up to complete strangers. She's let people use her car while she traveled. I mean, she's a huge giver. So it's no wonder that the meager amount that she put in her investment fund, um, she, you know, she fell some, on some hard times. Her company shut down here and whatever. And um, so she wanted to make some situations ha happen for herself. And um, just so happened, she's just praying like, God, you got to make it work. I stand on your promise. You said you never leave us nor forsake us. And I, I stand on what David declared and that um, he, 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 he's been young and he's been old, but he's never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Daddy, I'm in a new, I mean, she's declaring all this here stuff that she's sharing in her testimony. I wish I would have brought it with me. And um, she said, Daddy, you got to make it right. And I'm telling you, there's an anointing on mailboxes because she went to her mailbox. Oh, she went to her P.O. box and she hadn't gone to her P.O. box in, she said, about two or three weeks. And there was a certified letter in there letting her know that you have to cash in or tell us what you want to do with this fund because it has grown over 380%. And so she went on. She had forgotten about it, so they had upgraded, and she wouldn't have to find out how to log on, and she logged on and went on. And it said, you know how it shows you the original amount that, you, that, the amount that was invested? And then it says the amount that you've accumulated, and I think it's been over 16 years that since she's invested. She invested, I think if I get, I stand corrected, but she invested right around 14,000. 
How about she has right about now 60-something thousand? And for her, it was more than enough to do what she needed to do. Amen. So I know you're out there. I stole your thunder, but praise the Lord. Bless many a people. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, uh, verse 1, it says, Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Give a serving to seven and also to eight, for you do not know what evil will be on the earth. Because we all have an evil day. We do. Misfortune will happen. But he says, if the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if a tree falls in the south or the north, in the place where the tree falls, there shall it lie. He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. In other words, there's always a reason to not worship God with your giving. There's always an excuse. There's always a reason. There's always a situation. But when you are in faith, guess what? You respond to God regardless of the situation regardless of the circumstances. And he says, as you do not know what is the way of the wind or the, how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child, so you do not know the works of God who makes everything. In the morning, sow your seed. And in the evening, do not withhold your hand, for you don't know which way it will prosper, either this or that, or whether both will be alike good. So just like that woman that I was just sharing the story, her testimony, you don't know how God will bring you through your situation. But when you live a life of thanksgiving through your giving, he always shows up. Amen. So I believe that you've done what you're going to do. If you would lift your tithes, your offerings to the great high priest, Jesus Christ. If you gave online, you're in on this too. If you're watching us online, just get in on this prayer. And let's, you know what? Let's do what Minister George said. I'm going to encourage you to declare and prophesy over your own seed and over your own obedience. So repeat after me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare, I decree that your promises are yes and amen. As I sow my seed, as I obey you in my tithes, I thank you and I respond in faith to the covenant that I have.